calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. I don't separate my work from my private life. It is one thing. It is one entity. Most people, it's not like that. They totally separate it. Friday, boom, they fucking cut it off, right? They're doing their own thing, which is cool. And I think the reason most people do that is they're not working as their passion. And I think that's probably the reason. But I'm fortunate enough to have the passion, and that is my life. There is no difference. Every day, I don't even know what day it is. Like, right now. What, what day is it? Monday? Yeah, that was our producer, Cassandra, reading her favorite quote from today's guest, Aaron Axelrod. Aaron is a multidisciplinary artist. Uh, his work is all over the streets of Los Angeles and all around the world. And uh, he shares his stories with us today about how he got there, basically by doing whatever the fuck he wanted and getting other people to pay for it. Sounds like a pretty good deal. So we're gonna learn how he did that and uh, much more on Rebel Radio. Check it out, Rebel Radio is now on Dash Radio on the Hot Button channel on Thursdays, 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern. I don't know what time in the mountains. 2.30 or something. But uh, we're still on iTunes, Rebel Radio, or SoundCloud.com slash Rebel underscore Radio. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us uh, comments. Check, hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter is blowing up. We're almost five, I think seven followers now. You might be the eighth one. If you're our eighth follower on Twitter, I'm going to send you a, a self-addressed stamped envelope. Hey, before that, let's, let's hear the EDM.com track of the week. Here we go. Back to fresh. G-house shit. Yo, Tony, what up? I need a girl who can talk that talk Six inch heels with a mean ass walk Real tight with a bite that match her bark And a style that I think you outlined in Chuck So uh, can you talk that talk? 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 I need a girl who can talk that talk Six inch heels with a mean ass walk Real tight with a bite that match her bark And a style that I think you outlined in Chuck So uh, can you talk that talk? Can you talk that talk? Can you talk that talk? Can you talk Talk that talk. Cause he chose a G and let your work yes, I need a girl who can talk that talk Matter of fact, me too Like I'm trying to build an argument I get them girls shaking like Parkinson's I pull up to the spot and I park the fence And hop out Remember when they used to hate? I'm hot now So any girl I choose today Got a top down Tie ties out No tan lines in my ties So if you gon' live, better live it up I used to have the blonde shit with the big 
but and I keep a light skin. She ain't thinking, but she made me come quicker than some lightning. And she can talk that talk. She know the money speak. That was the EDM.com track of the week from Dr. Fresh. The track's called Walk That Talk. And Dr. Fresh is a member of the Echelon Collective on EDM.com. If you like that song, go to the website, type in Echelon. If you don't know how to spell Echelon, go to dictionary.com and look up Echelon. And uh, there's, there's probably a bunch of music on there that you're really going to enjoy. And now let's go into the episode. All right, we're here on Rebel Radio with Aaron Axelrod, our guest today. Yes. Uh, we share some folks in common we're just talking about. And one of them is uh, DJ Ski. Yeah, so, very good friend of mine. Nice. Very cool dude. And we saw that you... away, actually. Yeah, we saw you painted the headquarters. Multiple times. Nice. Yeah. And so Rebel Radio is now broadcast on Dash Radio. Oh, this what, is Dash? What? This is Dash. What's up, Dash, Dash fam? What's up? That's tight, really? That's yeah, tight. That's you'll, right. be the second, you'll be the that's second cool. episode. Well, if we go in order, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out. <laughs> Those but, are my uh, buds. Yeah, so we're excited to be on Dash. We're also on SoundCloud and iTunes, of course. Dash Radio is Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Check us out here. But welcome, Aaron. Thanks for coming out and Thanks doing this Thanks for having with me. Us. Are you from the Valley? No, I'm from San Francisco. Oh, okay. But do I sound like Valley? <laughs> I don't know. There's something I thought you were like from the valley for some reason. My mom lived in the valley. Okay, well, she still does, but I, so I, I spent there's some, some time valley there. like aura. Is that right? No, I think so. Bay. That's interesting. He's definitely Bay, really. He All just right. he normally doesn't dress like this, but this is his like studio attire. Always like a black. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I normally I have a you black T-shirt on most wear days. Black tee to the studio, but it's so bizarre because we videotaped this, so it's just a floating head. <laughs> it's just, I know up against a black background. <laughs> That's down. my thing. You black, can't. dude. Your industry. It's my camo. Is that what it is? Black, dude. Black on black on black. So for those who don't know, what is what's the valley aura? It's just an aura. I don't know. I can't put it in words, dude. It's just something. If you're He's from an there, artist. okay. It's just the valley gives out an aura. But you're from. The I'm valley. down from the valley. Where, it's not a negative thing, dude. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm, Although some people that I meet, yeah, they hate on the valley. Well, it's funny because you know I hate. grew up. They hate. Well, so, you know, as, well, know, like dude. in the 80s. We're not from the city. They think we're lame, like suburb dudes. But also, too, it's like, you know, in the 80s, the Valley, you know, there was that movie. There was like the whole. What, Boogie Nights? No, Valley Girl. Oh, Valley Girl, yeah. Nicolas and Cage. there was dude, the. Dude, you look like Nicolas Cage. Oh, shit. With, but Is with that scruff. the first time you got that? I've never heard that before. Wait, oh, he's am I definitely, right? No, he's gotten a lot of lookalikes, but not that one. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> Who do people say you look like? I have no idea. Without glasses, I have no, I mean, I don't know. What do I look like, Sandra? I don't know. I think you look like Aaron. Uh, you know who I could see is... Um, Who's that? Is, Barack Obama. Uh, yeah, Barack <laughs> Obama for sure. I get that a lot. No, is uh, David um, Arquette. Spade. Yeah. A little bit of David Shit, Arquette. that's true. Really? Yeah, yeah. Down with Arquette, he's cool. Yeah, he like gets up cool, too, you know that? <laughs> like artsy version well, of him. He, you know he used to paint, right? Really? Yeah, he used to get up. He's super into art. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of events. Yeah, yeah. So he, was a, he was a like graffiti kid growing up. I actually have the same taste in women as him. Courtney Cox is hot. Oh, yeah. I'm not mad is at that. Is that the only one? Are there more? I'm sure there's oh, more. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's not, <laughs> that's true. He's been with a lot. <laughs> well, you should. Uh, oh, well, no. You mean with like girls that I like? Well, yeah. yeah. Do you guys like yeah, the yeah. same? You said No, you I don't know. I just, just know Courtney that Cox. she's hot. Yeah, yeah she's Courtney awesome. Cox is dope. Yeah. So, okay. What's up? Art. Yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, so we want to know... How DJ you, Ski, art, what, what's up? Yes. Psychedelics, what do you want to know? All that. We want to know We want to know how you, so what this show is about rainbows. is how do you make a career out of doing what you love? Yeah. I think it's just something that 
I just do. <laughs> well, you don't have I to did. tell us in one sentence. We'll get there by the end. I mean, I never really, okay, I always wanted to be an artist since I was a little kid, right? When was your first moment remembering Like when I was that? like four. Like when you're in preschool and the teacher's like, okay, everybody draw what you want to be when you grow up. Yeah. Everyone's drawing policeman or fireman or I don't know, president. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm like just, I draw like I want to be an artist. Yeah. And again, I was never like really good at it. When you're young, everyone kind of draws the same shit, same skills. Yeah, everyone has this is, is level playing field. But I just I think that's I was just happiest doing that and because I was happiest doing that. I kept doing it. Um, the more I did it, the better I got. The more people were like, "Oh shit, Aaron, that's cool." Even you know, so mm-hmm. so I just kept doing it because of that. And my parents were super super uh, stoked. They were just like, "Oh shit, you're happy right now." Here, let's just keep giving you keep, like uh, giving you art supplies and yeah. sending you to art classes. And so then, but I, I had no one, I always knew I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. right? Because I know one in my family that I could be like, yo, Uncle Stuart, like, right. how do I do this? What road do I need to take? And, yeah. and then no one in my family, no no friends, like, knew any artists, like, artists, artists, right? So yeah. I had no one to ask, like, the the road to take to, like, become that. But then after a while, like, I was 18, um, you know, you meet people and then like, oh, you know, you should... Uh, would you be down to like paint this picture for this? I was like, all right, cool. And then they paid me. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then- What was your first paid art gig? My first like big time paid art gig? Just oh, like the God. first money you got. Yeah, like you even got. if it was 10 bucks. Somebody put money in your dude, hand for I Dude, I think like art. when I was like 13 or something, like it was like a- That's so young. I got paid That's to like crazy. do something. <laughs> I got, I, I was getting paid to do art since I was like a teenager. Nice. Um, then I went to, uh, oh shit, you know what? Now you made me like <laughs> my, my first real shit. So I went to CalArts, okay. right? Fucking place changed my life, dude. I used to think like being an artist, like a good artist, meant being able to like draw shit really realistic, mm-hmm. like like a photo, mm-hmm. right? But then I was able to accomplish that when I was like 18. Right. And I was like, wait. And it got boring, like it wasn't fun to do. Right. Yeah. So then I went to CalArts and then, you know, it was all about like, all right, it's not necessarily like the, your technical ability. It's like you have anyone can learn a technical ability. It's like a craft. The more you practice it, the better you'll get, right? Mm-hmm. So then, okay, you have this ability. What do you want to do with that technical ability? Why do you want to do that, right? Yeah. So it made me think of of art as more conceptual. And then, um, as I was at, in school, I, I was I got hired to do. Um, <clears throat> it turns out Christian Adige mm-hmm. hired me to do like a line for Von Dutch, oh, right? Wow. So then I started doing a bunch of shit, and I told all my buddies, yo, I'm doing, like, a line for Von Dutch. And at the time, like, that was cool, even though yeah. it's, it's whack as fuck, dude. That shit's whack as fuck. I'll tell you right now, I didn't like it. <laughs> but it was cool, right? I got paid a lot of money to do designs. But then I had a meeting with this dude in Beverly Hills. He was like, yo, it's not going to be for Von Dutch anymore. It's going to be for my new brand called Ed Hardy. I was like, wait, what? What the fuck is that? And so I had to go back to CalArts, told my friends, oh, fuck, it's not Von Dutch. It's Ed Hardy. They're like, what the fuck is that? So I felt really bad because it's a brand <laughs> no one fucking heard of. It's like nothing. Right. right. Turned out my fucking shit was like the first line for Ed Hardy and Har- no Ed Hardy way. blew the fuck up. Nice. I know, it's insane. Nice. It's not something I like try to, that's not even on my like do resume you, yeah, or shit. Do but you don't. Yeah, I don't because... talk about it because I think it's lame, but it's like an interesting thing. <laughs> did you did you stay in touch with Christian over the years? Um, No, I haven't. No. He actually died yeah, this yeah. year, right? <gasps> no way. Yeah, he died earlier this year. No way. I actually, um, his friend, so when I, I did all my designs, and I drove to his house in Beverly Hills to like give him designs, and he wrote me a fat check. But then his like buddy was there, and he was like, "Oh, Aaron, he's like some Moroccan dude. He's like, oh, I want you to do designs now for me too." 
I ended up doing designs for him. He didn't pay me. I ended up suing him. Oh, shit. And he paid me a lot of money. I won that case. But it was <laughs> wow. fucked up. He knows yeah. a lot of shady people. Does that happen a lot as an artist? Like you're chasing people for cash? Okay, so this is the thing. So because I started out very young doing business as an artist, um, most of my fuck-ups, right? Like I was green, but I was able to be green when I wasn't really paying my bills, right? Mm-hmm. I was like in school, right? right? So I wasn't like supporting myself, like paying rent, right. car payments. So it was better that I was able to like make all these rookie mistakes yeah. and learning the business yeah, when I was young. So by the time I uh, became an adult, like I I never had to like have any legal problems mm-hmm. like as an adult because I know how to protect myself now. And yeah. It just right. doesn't happen. I know how to yeah. spot a red flag. You know that before I'd be like, "Oh wait, oh fuck it, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and so, <clears throat> contract and now stuff. And we talked people about supporting me. So now you're you're repped by Windish. Well, Windish is like an agency. Right. I'm I have management now, uh, Treaty Green Management. Okay. She I think manages Aerosmith right now. Oh wow. Um, so you have all that, but, but starting out right this, yeah. as an artist, there's not all that's not really available to you. So you got to kind of figure it out. Yeah, to figure own. it out on my own, and you know it was it was rough. I had to chase people down, small. Like, dude, the secretary at Small Claims Court in Van Nuys Courthouse, that's like, that was like my buddy. Yeah. I decided to take people to court all the time just because I was young and people yeah. were shady. They didn't want to pay me because right. yeah. they thought they could get away with it. But right. I ended up being like, yo, I actually know the system really well. I'll fucking sue you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But anyway, that doesn't happen anymore. Everything's super legit. Um, but it was a very good learning experience. It showed me the ropes early on. And so now, as the years go on, I get I was I'm just more seasoned, you know. Well, I'm guessing it teaches you that you know you gotta you gotta watch you gotta mind your own business. Oh yeah, right? and the look in the end, you have to look out for yourself. Like you have to know the ins and outs of business. Even though like no matter how big you are, whether you're a Kanye or someone just starting right out of art school, yeah, you know like. You have to know the business. Let's say you get like a management and you're not really and you're not good with like numbers or the business side of things and you just let your management just take care of stuff. A lot of things can get fucked up sure. if you don't know like right. what's up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you need to understand the ins and outs of your business yeah. before you hand it off to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they might be shady or they might just have different priorities. Exactly. Than you, or exactly. They may, yeah. Exactly. And a lot of times it's you know, it's it's honest mistakes that people right. might make and you need to be able to check. Definitely. Right. You know, how much of the managing the business side affects like you as an artist, you know, like because if I'm having a bad day, yeah, because somebody's fucking up my business, I don't know how creative I can be. Yeah, well, it's an issue. I mean, I used to think like being an artist meant like like 99 percent you're making art. Fuck no. Hell no, dude. Ninety nine percent of it isn't making art. Right. It's on the phone. It's conference calls. It's meetings. Right. It's networking. Yeah. Only a very small percentage of that is the actual making of art. Obviously, that is the part that I love. Sure. Right? Um, but you have to do all... You can't just be a lazy dude right. and not, like, keep making moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a common, you know, misunderstanding that you think, you know, in any, like, art yeah. endeavor, whether it's music or, or whatever, right, that you, you know, you think you're just going to spend 100% of your time doing that. Yeah, and that's right? pro- and the reason why most artists probably think that, that's probably why... Not that many people know living artists because they're not making a living because they're not down to do all that footwork and they're lazy. Not that they're not dope, but they're not down to put in the footwork and hustle. Yeah, I read something recently that said it was talking about like content creation, right? Which is, but it was like, uh, you know, 20% of your time should go to creating the content and 80% is going to go to marketing, distributing, like getting it out there. It's very important. Very important. 
Can we talk about your uh, philosophy on creating art without permission? <laughs> I've, I mean, I've had many conversations yeah. with artists that just on their philosophy on life is like, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like Dave Cho is like the first one to be like, shut up. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And you kind of said that in your piece when you did that. But can you, yeah, tell us a little Yeah, bit. I think it's very, very important to um, just when, if an artist has an idea, just to do it. Um, not to be censored by whether you think you're going to get in trouble, not to be censored by whether a certain person, that certain group of people that is a fan base might not like you anymore, or a girl's going to think you're whack now, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, stripping the ego. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I mean, that as well. Um, it's just very important. It, it just keeps you, it keeps you, it, it builds your brand. People will respect you you know they understand that you're not doing something that's for some for something else or for another type of cause or Mm -hmm. you you just have an idea and you just want to express that idea a lot of times um so for instance like if you want to okay like a building i'm doing now i don't want to say the names because i'm still working for like permits and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but a lot of times you have an idea and it's so grand right you want to do it in a public space and you're relying, and but it's so much money you can't like uh, flip the bill, uh, bill yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to like these big brands and sponsors. Right. And so you're telling them, okay, I'm doing this. I want to take over this building. And they're like, all right, cool. But are we going to get in trouble? I'm, and sometimes you just have to be like, no. <laughs> you know? Right. But then other times they're like, oh, but you need like permits yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, oh. so it's it's kind of annoying. So you just have to kind of just do it sometimes. Sure. You know. So what's and, so you've done a bunch of stuff with brands, yeah, right, and and I've always found you know an interesting relationship where where brand is sort of like patron yeah. of the arts, uh, because you know obviously as an artist it can be it can be some artists um, some artists when they talk with brands um, they let the brand kind of determine what they're going to make art about right. and that's fine you know it's art and so there isn't really a right or wrong way to do anything but. Um, for me, I kind of I have like thousands of ideas, right? And so I use the brand to pay for the art that I want to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So some artists like make art based on what the brand like tells them to do. For me, it's like I have all these ideas, but I can't necessarily pay to make them. Right. So I try to find brands that might be a good match and then they might be down to underwrite that, right? Yeah. And then it's a win-win too. Because a lot of times you don't want like these big like let's just say Red Bull like like r- logos all over your art because then people are like that's not art of course right yeah so I think it's cooler and I think the cool brands understand that it, they just want to just support that dope art and then people will be like oh shit they're into like that doing like really cool stuff you know yeah. what I mean yeah I mean I I I totally agree I think the reason they want you is because you have a, a vision you know how to execute it right and and you know a brand that makes candy or soda or whatever right like that's they don't know how to make art that's not what they do no totally you know i have a crazy um story about that i can't actually i'm not going to name the name of this company but it was interesting because it happened kind of um it was very recent and uh, it was a big company very big project um and there's like a board of directors that are involved that have to uh, make the decision like vote on stuff and so they came to me, Aaron, we want you to, like, do this huge, like, installation for us. Um, can you, before, but we, before we, like, agree and before we okay it, 
um, can you give us the idea of what you want to do or give us sketches, right? And I told him, no. Like, you know, that is because that's doing yeah. that. That's the main part. That's all the work. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The actual execution. Right. I could knock that shit out quick as fuck. That's not even the work. Yeah, you can get a machine idea, to do that It's the idea. It's me for a week in my hot shower thinking, fuck, what am I going to do? 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 You know, that's, yeah. but so they, you know what I'm saying? So I told them no, that you, you have to hire me and then I'll just do whatever, whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> They're like, damn. And then this shit was like, Aaron, I mean, it's a board, you know, we can't do that. I'm like, well, yeah. it is what it is. That's, that's how I work. Right. Hour later, she calls me back, Aaron, like it's proofed. Right. <laughs> but I think it's they want to see that confidence too. But right? it also, yeah, I think they definitely want to see the confidence. Yeah. I think it goes back to what you said before, right, about sort of censoring yourself. Yeah. Right, like, in the, and that's more of the corporate mentality is like, yeah. we can't do this, we can't yeah. do that. Yeah, because yeah. whatever. Legal. And that's why I think, you know, but the smart ones, like you said, they'll appreciate somebody that's like, look, we're going to do this my way or go find someone else. Yeah. You know. But see, and, most artists, they'll be like, oh, okay, they'll like play that fucking thing. And if they do that, that opens up a whole new can of worms. Right. Because then they're like, oh, we'll change this to this. Oh, we don't like that color. Can you use Absolutely. more of this green? Okay. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So once you give them a little, yeah. it's done. Right. Yeah, for me, that's the difference between hiring a designer right? versus partnering with an artist. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Have, Mindless have, wrist. Have you ever had an experience where you produced something and somebody was okay with it and then they didn't necessarily like the outcome and you were like, well, that's what I do? I mean, if they did, they never told me that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's always a possibility. Yeah. What's What's been the... Um... Get it Shit. out. Yeah. Oh. Get it out. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, get it there. out, dude. That's, this, is why was, this is why we're not live. Because um, <laughs> we'll just be staring at the camera. What gave you the confidence? Like, how'd you get to the point to have that confidence? <clears throat> I think um, that's a good question. just doing it all my life. Year after year, making thousands of thousand hours. Exactly, Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell's yeah. man. That was a very good book, Outliers. But um, it's it's not something that you can just get overnight. It's uh, just doing something so much, and every time you do something, it's kind of like okay, I never have to like get ready because <laughs> I'm always ready. For no matter what, no matter what the fuck is going to happen, Dude, you're I'm just ready. sugar-free references now. Don't ask nobody, ask me, baby. You ain't got to get ready. Same thing, go around, go come right back around. If you stay ready, I'm not sure, can you feel me? You ain't got to get Free. You got some money? I said, yeah, and since with it. She said, what that mean? I looked at her there between her eyes and said, you ain't gonna get it. Wait, now be still for me. Why not just make you a dependent? And you wear them converse, don't you say, and get my- Is that a sugar-free reference? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's tight. But you feel me? Yeah. But it's so true. If you have to get ready, you're never gonna be ready. Yeah. So I'm always, I'm just ready. Like right now, if fucking some motherfucker came in here like, yo, Aaron, do a mural right here. Here's fucking 50K. I'm like, what's up? Boom. <laughs> yeah, I'll just throw down. Yeah, or if I I'll do to, it too if he threw, you know threw what I'm saying? 50K. <laughs> it won't look good. No, but you know, or if fucking Dan Rather comes in here, yo, Tom Brokaw, yo, I'm interviewing yeah. right now. Right. I'm just ready. I don't have to get ready. So yeah. it's like, so is the process just working and just doing work and just constantly like It's just being like super, con- exactly, just getting to the point where that it's not, I don't separate my work from my private life. Yeah. yeah. It is one thing. It is one entity. Most people, it's not like that. They totally separate it. Friday, 
boom, they fucking cut off. Yeah. Right? They're doing their own thing, which is cool. And I think the reason why most people do that is they don't actually, they're not working as their passion. Right. And so I think that's probably the reason. Absolutely. But I'm fortunate enough to have that passion and that is my life. Yeah. There is no difference. Every day, like, dude, I don't even know what day is today. Monday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Every Last day is, the, yeah. <laughs> every day is the same. Yeah. It's not, there is no break. Yeah. Like Monday is the same as Sunday to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There is no, it's just the same. So, and because I have that, that art is my life, that that's just how I'm living. I don't even know what the fuck your question was, dude. But (laughs) I think my point is, is that I am me. I embody that. Yeah. And because I am like, but I, it's not, I'm just saying it like that. That is what it is. Yeah. And because I have that, that it's just, it's just a natural confidence. Did you, did you ever have breaking points where you're like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm an artist. I think a lot of create like creatives have that. There's highs and lows. That's and that's you know that's part that's part of the deal. Yeah, you're gonna have highs. Right. And you're gonna have some fucking lows. Yeah. It's like this. It's not a right. straight line. It's not like I'm an accountant. Right. Yeah. And every day it's very comfortable. Right. You know. But, but I think that's the I think that's common across successful people. Oh right? yeah, like, for sure. You know, Mark Zuckerberg isn't he's not working a 40 hour week yeah. going oh it's saturday we you know let's talk about the, yeah fuck that right like just totally they ask me how how, how like, people ask me like how many hours a week do you work i'm like dude what do you mean all of them yeah i don't like, even see how that could what the be a fuck question does that mean do you know what's annoying That's this tough. is what's annoying to me too because it's fucked up i like thought about this shit and i'm like oh my god the world is against creatives this is what i mean check us out all right i'm gonna try to break this down all right. As an artist or any creative or anyone that just wants to work and just be successful, have their own business or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. During the week, a work week, right? So no matter, okay, in order to like talk to people or get shit done wise, you, you have to take off Saturday and Sunday, right? The whole fucking year. So that means now you're left with five days a mm-hmm. week you could work, right? Friday, you can't hit anyone up to do anything Friday because right. they're getting ready for those two days they don't fucking work. Absolutely. Right? Then, so okay, then that's three days off the fucking week. You can't fucking do shit just because no one else wants to do shit. Mm-hmm. Then Monday, you can't hit anyone on Monday because they're all fucking struggling right. getting all the to shit that they, to catch up with those three fucking days they didn't do shit. Yeah. What, that's four days out of the week. Then you're left with three days, yeah. right? Then, check this out. December, oh. that whole fucking month, well gone. You might as well not do shit. So that's fucking a whole month out of the fucking year, yep. right? Then summer, what the fuck? No one does shit fucking summer. Summer hours. Right? Yeah. So, okay, check it. So that's fucking, dude, you're like, that's three months out of the 12. So that's nine months. Then fucking, <laughs> what I say? That's less than half the, then you only have the three days during that fucking week you work. So, dude, what is that? That's like fucking four months yeah. out of the whole yeah. year. You could actually get shit done. Yep. It is fucking retarded. I hate the weekend. Everyone loves the weekend. I hate the weekend because I like to work all fucking the time. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't a... Like, oh, shit, I can only have ideas Tuesday through fucking Thursday. Nah, what the fuck? That doesn't happen. Right. That shit will happen random, right? Oh my God, yeah. And I want to be able to get shit done. That's true. Some, so, but now there's some people that are involved in my team that are on that same mentality, same hustle, and so that's really good. Mm-hmm. But for if you're working with brands or so Disney or yeah, right, whoever the yeah. fuck, it's hard to, sure. it's hard yeah. to do that. Yeah. Anyway, sure. that was a ramble. I don't know how the yeah. fuck I came on that, but you feel me though? I totally, yeah. So annoying. Totally it's yeah. so annoying, right? It is, but it's also like, I, I, I think you have to kind of compartmentalize it the other way, yeah. which is like, so I have seven days. Yeah. 
when I can get shit done. Yeah. But this kind of work, I'm only going to get done Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah. Right. So when I, you know, when I need to connect with, you know, the corporate nine to five types, like I know that's my window there. So then I have this other time to do other things. Right. And, and no, so, I mean, it is what it is. So yeah. you have, since that is the reality, I mean, right. yeah, you ha- I mean, it is what it is. So yeah, you have to learn you to deal with that. You got to kind of plan accordingly. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when I thought about it once, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. It is insane. It's <laughs> insane. I mean, but that's why, you know, it takes so long for shit to get done. People yeah. talk about, especially at big companies, they talk about, you know, they're trying to turn an ocean liner to like change the way they do oh things. But that's part of the reason why. Yeah. Is because, you know, the the legal folks. The, the bureaucracy. Yeah. The bureaucracy, like they leave at five o'clock. Right. You know, we always On have, the dot. Oh yeah. And we, you know, we have, you know, we talk about, um, you know, our clients, like their number one priority, go home at five. Yeah. Right. Now that means we got to have shit taken care of so that they can do that. They can feel secure that their brand is in our hands and everything is cool. But, you know, you can't be, you know, they're not the people that we could hit up at 10 o'clock at night go, Hey, I have an idea for you. But I like those people. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Those people are dope. Yeah. The ski dudes. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And that's why, you know, cats like that will be successful. Yeah. Because they they find a way to make it happen. Yeah. So have there been mentors? I know you said early on you were sort of figuring things out on your own. Like, Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there have been some mentors. I think a big one was uh, I used to to intern at this company called Seiniger. Do you know what that company? It's a big advertising house. Okay. Um, and the creative director, his name is Alan Hunter. He has his own like advertising company now, and he kind of really schooled me on um, more of the commercial side of things, mm. right? Um, I thought I used to want to go into advertising, like uh, to come up with like cool ideas and stuff. But after like being there for like a couple years, I saw, and there's so many talented people that worked in that industry. Yeah. But the part that I hated, none of those guys <clears throat> got credit for anything, right? Yeah. Oh my God, I couldn't deal with that. If I had a great idea and I don't get credit for that, mm-hmm. dude, I don't. There isn't enough money in the world <laughs> that would let me right. do that. Yeah. I so I off the bat I was like, okay, fuck this. And and all those guys, they're like, dude, Aaron, you don't want to do this. Yeah. Like it's it's like soul sucking. Yeah, I was just gonna say that because it's like. And when they go back at home at five or whenever, well, actually, it wasn't those kind of hours. They were working like 80-hour weeks. Yeah, they do. Definitely. But they didn't do their own art. Right. And so it made them hate art. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, fuck That's this. Crazy. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. They were making dough, like serious dough. But, oh, my God, no, I want my name on mm-hmm. all my ideas. Yeah. No, I think in the creative, in the, in the ad business, you know, creatives get kind of a bad rap, even yeah. though they get a lot of the money. But they get like, you know, for just being egomaniacs, right? Yeah. But, but. <laughs> But I think you can sort of understand why, right? Because I totally get it. They're tasked with creating. They don't get the credit. They don't even get the final say because a lot of times the clients will like change shit and mess everything up. Dude, I get it. I totally get it. And that's cool. That's that industry. Yeah. Um, But not for you. Well, and again, I'm not not saying I'm an ad man. I'm an artist, right? But there is an aspect of my work that I can definitely incorporate brands and pop culture and music and all these different things. Right. but there is ways. There are ways to do that and still get credit as an artist. You mm-hmm. just have to kind of be, um, you know, think of creative ways to do that. Sure. And that's what I'm able to do. So, so most of your art we see outside, not in galleries. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, this is what I think. The gallery system, who goes to galleries? When was the last time you were at a gallery? Well, maybe you. Last you Saturday. We oh, really? I went to Shepherds. I went to Subliminal. Well, all right. That's you guys. But I feel that... <laughs> most people don't go to galleries. Most people yeah. don't go to galleries. Yeah. Right? So the audience is super limited. Maybe the, what, the top 1%? Yeah. I'm not talking about just like how much money someone makes. Just that yeah. percent of people go to galleries. Mm-hmm. No one knows what the fuck a gallery is. Right. Right? So you're, you're limiting your audience. Um, I personally think that art is for the masses, right? I think that a lot of people get a lot out of art. I think that art has, like high art has turned into a very elitist thing. I don't really like that. And all galleries, what it, so you're going to make art for this white box mm-hmm. for a room. I mean, I could do that. I've done that before. It's just not interesting to me. You mm-hmm. know, I like, I don't like to think in a box. I like to make art outside of that box. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that might sound cheesy actually now that I think about what that just <laughs> what I just said. Outside the box. No, I get it. But that literally and physically is what you're doing. Yeah. You you're they're making you make art in a box. I've seen dope art in galleries. I'm not fucking knocking that. But that's just not my my interest. And I used to really be into like doing these canvases, right? But then I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so I just it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Art became not making art was not fun anymore. You know, I was, I was doing stuff like that. I was yeah. galleries, stuff like that all the time, commissions, doing paintings. But it just got to the point where it's not fun. Sure. And I was, like, depressed. I'm like, oh, my God, is this what I'm going to do? I wanted to be an artist all my life, and this is what it is. I'm in a right. in my studio alone doing these fucking things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. And then it's a painting, and it's going to go in a pile. Yeah. And even if someone buys it, where's this painting going to go that I spent fucking months on? In some rich dudes over some rich dudes' couch. Yeah. If I'm lucky. Right. If it's a big collector, it's going to go in their storage. Yeah, it goes in right. storage, yeah. So I'm like, why am I doing this? Again, I'm not knocking it because art, there is no rules. Right. But for me, that's not – I wasn't – I didn't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So – No, it's funny you say that because obviously, you know – you know any serious collectors? I was talking to Shepard's wife the other night at, yeah. at Subliminal Projects, and and I asked that, and I asked her, uh, "What do you guys do with all your art?" Because I know they have like a yeah. serious collection, right? Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, most of it's in storage, right?" Because you can't. Who? No one has a house that big, right? Like totally. You, you can't display all of it, so that means you know somewhere in the back of your mind, you know you have this piece, but you don't even get to enjoy it. Yeah. Or and maybe it'll never see the light of day. It'll right. get passed down generation to generation in the rich family. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll just—I mean, dude, that's depressing. Sure, right. I'm not making art for yeah. it not to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that part of the art world, for the most part, I mean, that's what you're doing. Right. You're making art for it not to be seen. Yeah. In fact, most galleries there isn't huge signage <clears throat> on these galleries. Right. Right. They don't want fucking everybody to come in there right they want buyers they want buyers they don't like you know they don't even really advertise they keep themselves very like isolated Mm -hmm. yeah dude fuck that yeah yeah i think that's so stupid what's your like mission as an artist i know you've done some really cool pieces about you know the press yeah um but is that like your mission trying to speak the truth yeah i think that um i don't claim to have answers or some answers or all the answers I never have. I think my goal is just to pose questions and to get people to think and ask questions about what's going on around them. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal because everybody will look at any piece of art and everyone will have their own, uh, will look through it with their own lens, right? right? And so that's why when a lot of people sometimes ask me, yo, Aaron, what does that mean? 
I'm like, I don't know. What do you think it means? Right. Some people get really angry. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what if I was dead? <laughs> and you couldn't ask. Like, you don't have a brain. You couldn't. Like, Wikipedia. What do you think? Huh? Then we'd look you up on Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. See what picture meant. But that Wikipedia uh, thing isn't going to tell that artist what that what that yeah, piece yeah. means. Right. So, and then I mean, sometimes they'll think. And what's interesting is every time I'll ask that, different people will every time without a doubt. No one ever gives me the same answer as someone else. Wow. Oh, yeah, I think that cool. is the most interesting part about art, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think it's interesting that people only ask visual artists that stupid question. Why don't you ask a fucking musician? You never hear all these right. people. Yo, what does that song mean? Right or these like uh, well, techno guys or ED like uh, just Beethoven or right. any of these just mute, like like producers. Yeah. What does that beat mean? Right. What do you mean? What does that beat mean, dude? How does that beat make you feel? Yeah. Right. Well, that's interesting, right? Because I think you know, for the most part, at least in in vocal music, uh, the message is is a lot more direct. Right? Sometimes, but you know, a lot of times they're using metaphors and sure. they're kind of just kind of just. But yeah, it could have an underlying message. Yeah. But in a lot of times in rap, every right. line it talks about a whole different subject. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like there isn't like one cohesive. But you're right. Some some songs have a message and some don't. Right. And I try to explain that to people too. There are no rules in art. Some art might have an actual message and some might not. Mm-hmm. Speaking of music, you know? music plays a role in what you create. Oh my God! I feel that. I wish I was a musician. Do you? Fuck yeah, dude. First of all, musicians get all the chicks. Without a doubt. Out of all the arts, right? right? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> they get all the girls, like all yeah. of them, the rock stars. Sure. <clears throat> um, well, damn, that's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> no, but okay, beyond that, like there, I feel that of all the arts, music, actually like, um, I get the most emotion yeah. listening right. to music yeah. than looking at, exactly, sure. totally, than looking at amazing painting. I've looked at so many amazing art pieces, and I, there's never been a time where I'm like, oh, shit. Right. I feel that. Maybe yeah. some people it happens, but with me it doesn't. Sure. It's always like a song that right. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, and I need to replay that shit, and I, right. it transports me to some place. Right. So that's, It's a tool. Like That's the most important tool to make my art is music. So what, um, what music specifically? Oh, my God, dude. Dude, all music. All music. There, every every different type of music puts you in a different place. I mean, so, I listen to anything from Bob Dylan to Radiohead to Wu Tang, to okay. you know, to Flying Lotus to you know, like oh my, everything. Yeah, I love it all, dude. It's the most amazing, dude. Music is the most amazing thing in the world. Shots ring out in a barroom night Into Betty Valentine from the upper hall She sees a bartender in a pool of blood Cries out, my God, they've killed them all Here comes the story of the hurricane The man the authorities came to blame For something that he never done So beautiful. Oh my God, dude, it's sick. <laughs> I could be painting something, let's just say to Bob Dylan, it would look like something else. Uh-huh. I could, then I'd be like, fuck, I put on some fucking 36 chambers to look totally different. Yeah. It totally changes your mood. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, or fuck, if let's say I'm about to call a girl, fuck, I need to put on some fucking Joni real quick. <laughs> Get me, <laughs> whatever the fuck, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, um, the the time that I noticed that, or not, no, there's a lot of times, but when I realized that music is the most powerful thing in the world was I, I had a, I did these ayahuasca experiences, mm-hmm. right? Ayahuasca ceremonies. And during these ayahuasca ceremonies, for, for those that don't know what that is, it's, it's this like drink that a lot of people compare it to psychedelics, but it's not. It's more of a spiritual thing and it kind of just transcends you to like the plant kingdom, right? It's very, very insane. You go to other dimensions. But during these ceremonies, you have a shaman who uh, does these ancient like chants and plays the drums and other uh, instruments and he kind of acts as a snake charmer. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that <clears throat> the ayahuasca that you drink gets um gets energized right gets woken up when he like is on the drums Mm. right and the reason is is because and they explain this to you afterwards too why it's why it awakens up this thing because you're like peaking 80 times and the reason is so as he's doing these drums it's all like a beat right Mm -hmm. and all life is based on a beat right you have a heart like when the beat stops you're you're dead Right. So all life is based on this beat. So when he's doing this beat, that's when this fucking living thing, it's like it energizes you. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then it's like it stops. And it's like, oh, all the energy's gone. It's right. like. A, but it's the wow. first time that it actually like, yeah, I was able to like um, mentally understand all that stuff, like based on a beat. Oh, yeah. Music's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time it was like shown to me like, oh, shit, this mm-hmm. is insane. Right. Holy right. shit. This is so powerful. Yeah. Such a powerful thing. It's beautiful. Do you think as an artist you have to allow yourself to go through those transcendental experiences, whether it's music yeah. or psychedelics? Yeah, I think the most important thing as any creative is um putting is doing things that you've never done before, putting yourself into situations that you're uncomfortable with. Right? Yeah. That's the only way you learn. If you're just gonna like listen to the same music all day for the all your life or just live in the same city or not travel or not meet different types of people, Right. Um, you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. You're going to be boring, which means you're going to make art about boring things. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why I just like to experience different things. I like, you know, psychedelics. Yeah. I like <clears throat> meeting different types of people. I love learning about new music, love learning about new cultures, love learning, eating different types of food. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. It's just new experiences. Yeah as many as you possibly can have that will just encourage you to make different things and look in the world in different ways you never thought were possible um so yeah totally going back to that i definitely think that psychedelics are very very powerful and it shows what it does is you're able to connect dots that you never knew could Mm -hmm. connect that's why Mm -hmm. it's such an amazing thing not necessarily the drug aspect that's not that's not the cool part about psychedelics it's uh, it changes your mind and allows your mind to just see things in a different way. That's what's so cool about them. Mm-hmm. So, and for music specifically, is there? So, how do you, how do you go about challenging yourself to discover new music? Like, are there certain sources that you turn I mean, to? Honestly, or? KCRW. Yeah, I love KCRW, and I'm really good friends with a bunch of people at the station. So it's funny. And every once in a while, they'll like send me like a like a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, Aaron, here's some new shit. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. So they'll do that. Nice. Then it's just you know. The internet, um, you know, like all these different like like like, uh, like pitchforks and mm-hmm. 
that kind of stuff or just just having like friends in the music industry that are weird as fuck that don't like like <laughs> rap and fucking weird music they like totally other things they're like right. oh Aaron check this out I'm like oh fuck yeah just having different types of people mm-hmm. that like music but like different types of music right. and they, we yeah. talk about it and that's how you know I, I love it dude anytime someone has a new some new shit I dude let me hear the new shit yeah, yeah. I love it yeah. I don't trust anyone that doesn't like music I don't trust them I don't yeah. trust them I can see the darkness in me and it's quite amazing Life and death is no mystery and I want to taste it Step aside of my mind and you'll find curiosity and philosophy My philosophy, I can prophesize meditation Reminisce on my wonder years and I wonder if Sentiments of my words ain't been so sincere It's intimate to my nerves that I just persevered The big thought of falling off this bit to my faith They say their head is real Analyze my demise, I say I'm super anxious Recognize I deprived this fit and then embrace it Vandalizing these walls only if they can talk That's interesting. I Yeah, I haven't thought of it that way, but I definitely know I don't relate to them. Yeah. Like they're not my kind of people. I mean, yeah, not know? trust. That's very Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's I mean, that's I a mean, fair, but... no, that's a fair <laughs> way to but put it. But how can you for, not? Like right. that means you're not like a person. <laughs> No, but it's funny, you know, some people just, they're not touched in the same not, way. Yeah, they're not yeah. touched, and, totally. Uh, and then I just find I can't relate. those are people I want to hang out with. Totally. Um, and so, and what about artists, though? Who's who's had an impact on you? Like visual artists? Yeah. Um, I'm really into this guy named Vic Muniz. Um, he's from Brazil. Nice. Are you Brazilian? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's speak. why you're dope. Yes, Cassie holds <laughs> it down from sick. Brazil. Really? That's, that's why I don't, but... Um, I don't speak Portuguese, so I'm like a fake Brazilian. I just look the part. <laughs> Whoa, that's the part that matters. <laughs> that's tight. Dude, this guy's from Brazil, and why I like him, he makes art out of just everyday things. You know, um, like ketchup or toy soldiers or just yeah. random shit, and he makes the most beautiful things ever, Hershey syrup. So I'm really into him. He's really fucking dope. Some reason Brazil has a – I mean, they just have a great art scene. Oh, yeah. Any – any place in the world that has just culture, yeah. Yeah. like has a lot of dope music, has yeah. a lot of great food, they're going to probably have really great art too. Yeah. 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 Seems like Brazil. Have you been? I have never been, but I definitely need to go. Yeah, you definitely need to go yeah. for a lot of reasons. Was it Carnival? Is that what it well, is? That's it? a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's if. I'll be there in December. But even just Sick. driving through uh, Rio, there's the like the power boxes yeah. on the streets. And like there's this one street where every power box has a different mural on it. Oh, and it, it's all just you know ill pretty right brazilian graffiti yeah that's why dude these like anti like mural laws in these right. cities like these yeah. guys are lame dude that makes the city dope yeah. are you are you up on all those kind of laws or you don't even give a fuck well the thing is i mean i def- well, you, you it's not, definitely have to give a i fuck. have to give a fuck but um they change all the time it was right? it is so it still it was a felony in la yeah, you have to, that's the thing, dude. I don't fucking know. Right. It's just it's just annoying that there are people because yeah. this is the thing that's stupid. How you get a city or a part of the, a community to raise like its value, mm-hmm. you get the artists in there, yeah. right? And once the artists are in there, then all these fucking lawyers come in, they raise the rents. Of course. But then they don't want but then they're against art. Right. It's just so stupid. It's so it's yeah, just that is crazy. Yeah. It's so retarded. You want them to do that. That's what makes this place that's what makes a a, a community like culturally culturally significant. What yeah. what's hot in LA right now? Like the area? Yeah. To be honest, this is gonna sound weird. Okay, it used to be like Chinatown for a little bit. Then it was Culver City. That was like mm-hmm. a big art like mm-hmm. capital. Now it's they're saying downtown is getting better. I it's not 
like that. But I think Hollywood actually. Oh yeah. So many like right in this area. Oh my God! You have Regan Projects that just opened up. Michael Cohn's right here. Um, Matthew Marks is opening a big space. Dude, it's insane. It's all right here. Yeah. And all these galleries are, yeah, but like yeah. not just like little rinky dink, sure. like yeah. world respected <laughs> gallery right here in Hollywood. And so uh, I think Hollywood is definitely becoming like the main like attraction. And I heard Gagosian's moving to Hollywood. Oh, West nice. Hollywood. So wait, give us some more artists that, that have been important I to mean, you. I mean, dude, obviously, Cause is dope. Mm-hmm. Banksy's dope. Um, Gerhard Richter is the man. He's like a big like abstract German painter. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking, he's the man. Um, Harmony Corin. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, sure. He's Gummo. sick, dude. Kids, Gummo. Gummo, but he also was a painter, too. But oh, why really? I like him is because most of those other artists that I named, they're strictly um, painting sculpture. Yeah. But see, what I like, I like painting sculpture, performance art, uh-huh. um, uh, film, video, all the visual arts. And Harmony Corin, he's an artist that actually works in all of the above mm-hmm. so i really really like that um david lynch is another one that kind of transcends just mm-hmm. the fine art stuff to right. all the types of art yeah um, he has coffee in coffee. whole foods there's like david lynch oh, coffee. yeah i dude actually Crazy. i had that shit dude i was um i was on the board for a little bit of the david lynch foundation where it's all yeah so I, I want to talk to you about that i saw that video of you talking about meditation yeah so i'm a meditator you do and, like uh, the TM stuff? No, I just I kind of do your thing. Yeah, just, there isn't yeah. one right way. Yeah, sure. yeah. But yeah. so talk about that. How'd you how did you come into that and, and what does it <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah, so you? there was like a point in my like life where I was like, Oh my god, there's just too much. I'm just too stressed out. There's too much going on. I don't know. There's all these different roads yeah. that I could just go on. Mm-hmm. I don't know which fucking one. It's fucking <laughs> wigging the fuck out. Right. Then I heard about uh the Pashana. Mm-hmm. Um, Pashana meditation, and uh, I was. It was like an eleven day. It's this eleven day silent meditation retreat. You're not allowed to talk to anybody. Wow. You're not allowed to look at anybody's eyes because that's a form of communication. You can't exercise. You can't read. Um, it's basically like insane, right? That yeah. sounds insane. That is it's very crazy. insane. And so you're cut off from the world. And I was like, you know what? I'm not a meditator. I have bad ADD, ADHD. I I, I don't even know if I'm able to do that, but. I think the only way I'd be able to do that is if I'm cut off from everything, like yeah. no phone. Yeah, you're forced. Yeah, exactly. You're forced, right? Wow. You can't do. You don't have all these distractions. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do this. So I went there. It was in Joshua Tree, um, and it ended up being the most amazing. I want to do that. Experience of my life, dude. And what's really cool about it? It's free. It's like 100 percent free. Oh wow. Free, That's crazy. Free room and board. Wow. It's all based on d- donations. So at the end, yeah, you yeah, pay sure. whatever you want. Right. But it, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Oh, I have to get that from you I'll, before you leave. It's so sick. Oh my god. Yeah, I have to do something. So like I was like, I just needed to push like a reset button. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it never stops. My computer's always on. Yeah. For yeah. fucking a long time. Sure. I just needed to turn it off and on real quick. And yeah. so do you? Do you? I don't. Do you have a meditation practice now? No, I don't, and um, it's really bad. But it's, it's all these distractions, dude. I can't get myself to do it. I, yeah. I'm telling you, I had to go to this place. That was the yeah. only way for me to do that. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what I do. I don't know if this will help, <laughs> um, but I've tried a bunch of stuff. I haven't tried that, but I've done a lot of like Buddhist and yoga meditation yeah. over the years, and the the one that's really been uh, easy to incorporate into like my routine. It's just as stupid as it sounds. It's an app. 
It's called Headspace. Yeah. And you set it for 10, 15, or 20 minutes. Is it like oming and stuff? Like No, no, no. It's no, not no. that. It's a guy. It's a guy talking. Guy He's talking. got a British accent, so he sounds really smart. And um, <laughs> But anyway. Morgan Freeman. I want Morgan Freeman to guide me. Yeah, that's yeah. That's like probably more than $300. <laughs> um, I was thinking like, you know, Morgan Freeman's getting older and like they should just have him record like every sound. Every book. Yeah, yeah. Planet. Just everything. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. while they can. Right. Uh but so there's this app called Headspace. Yeah. And, you know, and what for me, it's just like I sit down, I press play, yeah. you know, I listen to the thing and he guides me through it and I do it for 15 minutes and then I'm out. And it, it just gives me that. Uh, there's probably, you know, maybe better experiences. Dude, whichever works. But it's the fact that like it, it, it forces me to do yeah. it every day yeah. and kind of keep up with it. Yeah. That's dope. Cass, you do it? Yeah, I do it because of him. Actually. Oh, really? I mean, James, I'm, too. Are you doing this still? Yeah, yeah, yeah think, we're all. But I like like it. It doesn't ever stop. You know, the distractions right. are always going to keep coming, and you may go through your spurts where you're like super meditative, and then you're yeah. not. But like hitting the reset button, or at least being aware that you need to do it, is yeah. so key. It is key. I mean, for me, every time I travel or when I do start my meditation rant runs, I'm like so much more aware of everything around me. No, it's awesome. It makes everything clear. Yeah. Um. I think the hardest part about doing it is like <clears throat> getting your brain not to think about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And um dude, that I I first I was like that's impossible. Right? That's everyone that says yeah, that I mean, it's, is, they're full of a, shit. It's an impossible task, yeah. But dude, I did this fucking Vipassana thing. Yeah. It took me you like learn how to like because in order to first meditate correctly, you have to first clear your head. Right. That's like the most important thing. Sure. So that reason why this is 11 days, it took like on the 4th or 5th day that's when, dude, I cleared my fucking head, dude. I wow. didn't think about anything. It's nice. possible. It was insane. Oh, my God. And this is – it was interesting because that's when trying to – in that uh, amount of time, that four or five days, everyone's a little different. But pretty much it's, it takes about four or five days mm -hmm. unless you're mm -hmm. like – you like do it all the right, time. Right. But to first yeah. like learn how to do it. That – because everybody um, – there's something on everybody's mind that's just always fucking there. So let's say someone's a heroin addict, right? All they're fucking thinking about is heroin. That's what's keeping their mind from going blank. Sure. Um, or it's girls. That's what's keeping them. Or their mom or their fucking sister's sick. Or mm -hmm. some, what, some, there's some shit. Their work. There's something that's oh, – when you're trying to get your mind to go blank, there's – on everyone's mind, you think constantly it's, it's there. And that's what you're trying to kick. Yeah. For me, dude, and again, I had no idea what it was going to be, right? But it, it was girls, dude. It was so annoying I couldn't nice. fucking stop thinking about girls. Yeah. And after a while, on the third day, I was pissed. I was like, really, Aaron? That's so lame. <laughs> That's what the fuck it is? That's so stupid. But then I, like, kicked it. Not that I'm, like, gay now. But, I <laughs> like, that's not, like, the only thing on my mind. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. And then, like, it was, like, poof, it was, like, I remember, like, the moment where it was, like, oh. And then it was, like, a wait, dude. That was, like, ah, oh, like that. And yeah. then I was able just to, like, fucking go on my meta and I cried 50 billion. It was amazing, like, yeah, where cool. you're able to go after you clear your mind. Sure. <laughs> but it was very crazy, dude. Wow. That's why they say some people go if, you're like, you're addicted to cigarettes or heroin or whatever because mm -hmm. it just makes you yeah, not it – it, it, you go to battle with your mind. Crazy, dude, and your mind is crazy. It's every day. Your it's mind is insane. I used to think that – um, like every day, like when I'm like in my bed or in my shower, that's when you're able to like just be in, go inside, right? Uh -huh. Fuck that. Hell no. You don't. Yeah. You, 
the only time I was really able to really go inside and see me was during this experience. It was crazy, dude. That's a trip. Bro, it's a trip and a half. Do that shit. (laughs) All right. I'm going to try. I'm in for that. Well, so something that stands out, we I was talking to Garth Trinidad on the show, and this idea came up that when you're a creative person, you know, these kind of floodgates open, and I think that's a little bit what you're talking about, right? And and um, and you just need to, like, it's kind of what you're saying. Like, most people never really express their creativity, but then I think when you do, like, you just, it, you need to feed that. You need to express yeah. more and more and more. Um, yeah. And so what's what's there for you? I mean, you talked about music. Like, what, you know, what stops you from picking up? Do you want to play a set for us now? We can <laughs> throw down. I'll get down. Live on Rebel Radio? Oh, my God. We're going to. Let's do it. All right. Our first Rebel Radio <laughs> live session <laughs> with Aaron Axelrod. Let's throw down. Do you have a violin? No. Fuck. Sorry, I can't do anything. Is it xylophone? Um, No, I'm just kidding. But but what stops you from, you know, taking up music or or what is, like, what else are you going to express that you haven't gotten to yet? Um... I mean, everything. I think that I haven't even reached a little percent of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um... Which and also that's another reason why I like to do so many different types of art is because <clears throat> there's so many different ways that I want to express myself, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times like an idea isn't necessarily right for a painting, right, mm-hmm. or right for a sculpture. It's right for a performance, yeah, or vice versa. Um, so that's why I try to like learn about all these different ty- types of techniques, different types of creating art, learn about different types of technologies. Um, like the melting rainbow stuff, like mm-hmm. um, there. I mean, yeah, I, I want to learn. I want to do new stuff. I don't want to keep doing any. If I already did something, I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the uh, the curiosity that I have. I have a really crazy curiosity, and because I have that crazy curiosity, that that's what that's what motivates me mm-hmm. is the new. What else? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have any. I I know that that that's the driving force. Actually, mm-hmm. is my curiosity. That's what's going to kill me. <laughs> probably <laughs> is my curiosity. But that's also what's going to make me live sure. happy too. Absolutely. Rapping is what's happening. Keep the pockets stacking in, hands clapping in. At the party when I move my body. Gotta get up and be somebody. Grab the back of bone, put strength to the bone. Dan, dan, dan. Into the Wu Tang zone. Sure enough, when I rock that stuff, up, pop, I'm gonna catch your buff, tough, rough. Kicking rhymes like Jim Kelly or Alex Kelly. I'm a m- the belly rhymes, coming raw style, hardcore, niggas be coming to the hip-hop store, coming to buy grocery from me, turn to be a hip-hop MC, the law, in order to enter the Wu-Tang, you must bring the So, uh, just thinking about sort of the career and, and how your career evolves, like, yeah. um, I know we talked about the first time you got paid, like, what about, like, the first, what would you consider to be, like, the first kind of big break? First big break? Damn, there is probably a couple big breaks. Three, I, th- I think there's three. When I was 18, I got hired to do 
one of those angel statues in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that was cool because I was like the youngest yeah. by like far of anyone that got chosen to do that. And it was the yeah. first thing that kind of put me on the map in LA and I was super young, dude. So that was that. That led to a lot of things. Then the next was I was asked to do one of the uh, Barack Obama portraits mm-hmm. for his first inauguration. That put me on another fucking echelon. But then recently, the part that kind of put me more on like a, a huge stage was uh, MySpace for their relaunch. Mm-hmm. They asked me to be like one of the faces for their their new campaign. So they did like a commercial on me. It was like me. One was Riff Raff. One was Hit Boy. <laughs> I think one was Pharrell or something, but they chose me nice. to be like the face of the visual aspect. And so they did like a 30 second ad spot that like ran yeah. national like commercials. That was fucking huge. That was really big. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot, I've never really seen a visual artist right. get that kind of right. like press. Yeah. You know it's pretty rare. Saying? I mean, like, that's very rare. But obviously visual the, the number of artists that, you know, will get hit up walking down the street. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty, pretty small in yeah. America, right? especially everywhere. Like, yeah. The, yeah. Probably anywhere. <laughs> it's not. Uh, you, you have the musicians, the actors, and right. the athletes. Yeah. Yeah, it's very few. You right. Know. Um, so what does that do then for your career, and and what does it do to your head? Like, after mm-hmm. that, you know, you see yourself on TV, and, you know, people are like, oh, I saw you on that spot. Like, what happens next? Well, more, the more people that – look, it's – But, like, <laughs> what's the next day yeah. like? The next day? Yeah, or like the, the next day. <laughs> yeah, the ice cream, you excited. Of, lots of text messages. <laughs> right. And lots of text messages from girls that I haven't heard from in like five years. <laughs> this is the nice. <clears throat> oh, there you are. Okay. Oh, yeah? You just yeah. want to say hi? Exactly. <clears throat> um, it How I think about it is <clears throat> being an artist and being successful, successful, first of all, learning how to say that correctly, is you're casting a net, <laughs> Right. You never know what you're going to get ca- catch, right? You're not like casting a line, right, mm-hmm. to hope for like one fish. You're not fishing for one specific fish. Mm-hmm. You cast a net in the fucking ocean, and then you pull it up and you see what gets caught, right? Yeah. So doing all these big projects, the MySpace commercial, the Obama picture, portrait, all, I mean, the big buildings that I do. This show. That, this show. It, yeah. Totally this show. <laughs> it allows my net to be bigger. Right. So I'm able to cast a bigger net, which in turn will get me more things and opportunities. That's all it does. Mm-hmm. All those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I never am able to say it's this one thing that made me. Right. Because if I'm able to say that, that's pretty lame. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Right? It shouldn't be one thing. That's no, just... I think for people that really have like successful careers, yeah. that's not just a you know. Yeah one hit thing it's it's like that it's it is it's what you're talking about it's a series of yeah things. it's a series of events and to be able to keep momentum right that's very important too like you get one thing all right cool don't rest on those laurels keep that wheel spinning so yeah do you use that like does that make you work harder when totally. you you know yeah you got the thing and you're yeah. like okay let me totally. charge to the next hill well yeah because it gives you like a jolt of like oh okay tight yeah i got yeah. that awesome like not everything i'm doing is retarded going <laughs> falling on deaf ears right, right. it's resonating right. obviously yeah. totally i mean that motivates me if i didn't get anything i'd be so unmotivated right yeah. yeah and then what about those times when you're when you're not catching anything those are fucked up times i don't like those times <laughs> so is there something that helps you push through that no no you just gotta get over that just charge it you just gotta fucking deal with that yeah it'll end eventually yeah 
Go to but Joshua that's the, Tree. Go to Joshua Tree. But th- and again, that's that's why it's so important to have a network of people that yeah. kind of help you get through those things mm-hmm. that yeah. motivate, help motivate you. Because if you're just a loner, didn't go out, didn't have like buddies, friends, right? I bet it, that would be so hard to get out of those funks. Yeah. You didn't yeah. have people that forced you and pushed you. Come on, Axel, fucker. Fucking do that shit. Oh like, okay, God, that's dog. That's so funny. Right. <laughs> and who is that for you? Is that like uh, homies? There's so many people. But it's like homies you grew up with? Is it, <laughs> yeah, is people, it family? Is it, yeah, all of the above. People yeah. I grew up with, family, people that I work with. Yeah. Um, all, all those people, everybody. You never know who is going to be the pe- person that comes out of the woodwork. A lot of times it's random people. Right. That I'm like, oh, fuck. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool when you get those surprises. Yeah, yeah. so it's those surprises. And yeah. that's what makes waking up like really cool because you never know mm-hmm. where inspiration is going to come from or your next motivating mm-hmm. move is going to come from. Yeah. yeah. That's what's so interesting. Cool. Do you keep a notebook around? No, I don't. Yeah. I should keep a journal. Eh, you have your phone. No, you keep <laughs> everything in your notes. I should, though. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up because as, you know, you get older, you start kind of forgetting about certain yeah. important things. For sure. And you're like, oh, I'm going to remember that. And then yeah. you totally forget you it. you don't. I'm so, I do, that happens to me quite a few times yeah. where I'm like, oh, that's a cool idea. Plus someday you're going to want to write a book and you like, <laughs> you just have to make shit up. Fuck it, I'm down. <laughs> that <I'll> suck. <laughs> nice. Well, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. It's was great fun. getting to know you. Very fun. And, uh, you know, I love the stuff you're doing. And we'll keep watching for more. Come back anytime you want to promote something. Yeah. Or... Dope. And Josh has to come to your next event. Yeah, for sure. Yes. No doubt. I'm down. Let Let's us make know. it happen. Well, thanks a lot, well, man. We'll have to hire you. Aaron Axelrod Listen. on Rebel Radio. Thank you. Later. Now let me clear Mo's like bus time Looking for a bus down No, I'm not hushing so I don't care if you mind on mine I'm just looking for a dime We'll be fine on time And go straight for the dome No chit-chat Keep a mouth shut See the guys That was Aaron Axelrod on Rebel Radio I hope you enjoyed it If you did Rewind to the beginning and listen all the way over again, and then uh, do that three more times. Also, don't forget to hit us on Twitter, at Rebel Radio Net. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a comment. Um, Maybe leave like a six or seven star review. See if they'll let you do that. And otherwise, come back next week for more on Rebel Radio. Peace!